0: ESPN ninety four point one FM and AM nine thirty, present the Drive, brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC.
1: Welcome into the Tuesday edition, the Drive on ESPN ninety four point one and AM nine thirty. I'm your host Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. We're gonna get your phone calls in this hour. We're gonna get your text in as well. We'll take your tweets at Paul Swan on Twitter. We're gonna do all of that. I, I gotta disappoint you today. I don't have Christian Spears today. The, the guy's busy. Let's just go ahead and call it what it is. The guy is super busy. So he's been doing the rounds and he's been trying to do everything that you want him to do. So if that means he can't be on the show, so something can happen that's going to benefit you as a fan base or benefit the university, that's fine. You know, he... He doesn't have to be here every week, but we're going to get him back in as soon as we can. I do appreciate when he does come in and he talks to me and talks to you. So that's the disappointing thing, but we've been pretty busy. Now, we don't have anyone today. We've got some Coach Huff sound bites. Wait one moment. Wait one moment. I've been reminded that we did get it confirmed. Michael Swan is coming on the program, the head coach of the Marshall soccer team. So that has been confirmed to me by our producer. And the reason why he is coming on the program is because Kat Gonzalez has been called up by the Dominican Republic's women's soccer team, the national team. So she is going to join the roster for the 2023 World Cup qualifying matches. So that's huge. That's a big deal. So she's going to be qualifying with her national team. Hopefully they're going to advance. Coach is going to talk to us about that here in a little bit. So that's coming up 5.30. So we we do have that confirmation. So Christian Spears is out. Michael Swan is in. Tomorrow on the program, Tony Kemper is going to join us, head coach of the Marshall women's team. I'm going to talk to him about some of the the, uh, talent that he's been bringing in, how he's working the portal, just catch up with him. We will not be here on Thursday because we've got Pirates baseball. So it's an afternoon game, opening day, on the road for the Pirates. So we've got that. And Friday we're clear. And then next week, I believe Tuesday, we are not clear. We're going to have Pirates baseball. So for the first couple of weeks, it's going to be a hit or miss schedule just because we've got baseball. And of course, if there's a, a weather delay and the game gets rained out on Thursday, we're going to have to push that back to Friday. You know, It's baseball season, so you know weather is going to definitely have an impact on all of that. That's why all baseball teams should play in domes. Just play in domes. I, I know that's not realistic, but play in domes. Let's just – every football team, everything should be a dome. I'm – you know, you can have an open-air dome. That's fine. Everything should be a dome. Just have a cover. We can play. How many millions of dollars would that cost? Probably a lot, but put a roof over Joan C. Edwards Stadium, right? That's not going to happen, but I uh, I got plans. I I, I have plans. I want to change things. I know I've got different ideas about how to change things over at C. Edwards Stadium. I'm sure some of them would make sense. I'm sure others would be just me wanting things that I want, like for example I think about things like you know, the seats, you need to pull the seats up, I think you need to take all the chair backs out and I would chair back the entire stadium, you might lose some seating capacity, but I'm okay with that, I would chair back the stadium, still stay within the required amount of seats you need but I would chair back it, I would make those seats more comfortable instead of I would go for quality instead of quantity. I would have more of a an experience. You know, you sit in your seat, oh, hey, this is pretty nice. I mean, now I'm not talking plush leather here. Right? This is, again, it's an outdoor stadium, but, yeah, this is pretty nice seat. It's, it's roomy. You know, this is nice. I like this here. That's what I'm looking for. That's going to come up when uh, we talk to Christian Spears next on the program. I don't know when that's going to be because, again, next week, we got a couple of baseball days that are going to preempt us. So I'm hoping we can work him in sometime in the latter half of next week. But we're going to talk to Michael Swan, talk a little soccer. Speaking of soccer, you know tomorrow we're going to get an official announcement about men's soccer and the Sun Belt. Now, if you go back last week to the show— With Chris Grass, he talks a little bit about that. So I'm sure this will be a continuation of that. Chris basically laid it out for us. You're going to have the teams that were associate members in Conference USA. It sounds like they're going to be members of the Sun Belt, so that means Marshall, West Virginia. That continues. South Carolina, Kentucky. Then you're going to have the teams that have men's soccer Coming in, and the teams that have men's soccer but don't have a a men's conference home in the Sun Belt because there weren't enough teams. So, you're going to be forming that, and you're going to have a pretty competitive group of teams, I think. So, we'll get the official announcement. I believe it's going to be that announcement that that was the direction we were getting that there's going to be an announcement tomorrow for men's soccer. It's probably going to be that men's soccer is formed and it's going to be sponsored. In the Sun Belt, which will be great, I think there'll be some uh, some opportunities there for fans to. I don't know how much you travel. I know for football it's once a week and you travel. I don't know how much the travel is, as far as you know, for fans of soccer. You know, do you see big crowds you know, for soccer, or is it you know, is it something that you would do if you had a Saturday and you know Coastal Carolina and, and Marshall were playing, and it was it Coastal? Would you would you head on down Saturday to to take in a game? you make that trip? Is it something that you would be interested in if there were teams that are closer? Well, the Sun Belt's going to afford you that opportunity. Again, I don't know if that's something you would do. I mean, I know her fans, if there's an opportunity her fans like to travel. I don't know in what quantities, but we saw a pretty good group of fans head down to Cary, North Carolina for the National Championship. Marshall took over, so why not do that on the road? If you're If you're into soccer, you're a diehard soccer fan. Head head on the road. I mean, wouldn't that be something? You go into someone else's venue and you see like all of these herd fans there. I mean, that would make a huge statement in itself. Like, whoa, they got more fans here than 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 we do. That's that's something you want to see. You want to see like, whoa, maybe maybe I want to play soccer for Marshall. Maybe I want to do that because look at the, I mean, their fans travel. I mean. That would be something you could take that over. You could just like, hey, Marshall's coming and, and they're bringing fans. We're not used to this. Some stadiums don't have that much capacity. It's just it's a it's a pitch and you know some bleachers. Some stadiums are really nice and some aren't. You know, Marshall's Marshall's is up there needs more seating capacity, but you got to also keep going to soccer matches to to warrant that to justify that that upgrade and that expense so we'll get into all of that michael swan's coming up a little bit later on Uh, we got some coach huff comments from practice yesterday we're going to hear that and uh, we're going to get your phone calls in we'll do all that when we continue with this edition of the drive
0: this is the drive with paul swan on espn 94.1 fm and am nine thirty, presented by huntington federal savings bank
1: Welcome back to the Tuesday, April 5th edition. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Yesterday was an opportunity to catch up with Marshall football coach Charles Huff. The Thundering Herd, once again, getting ready for the upcoming season. This part of the process, the uh, spring practices, second week is underway. And uh, we had to um, to talk to him a little bit as well about uh, the passing of Stan Parrish, for those of you maybe not as familiar with Stan Parrish, you're probably going to hear and and see some things over the next couple of days to explain who he was. I think Chuck Landon, the columnist at Herald-Dispatch, had a nice nice mention of him and explanation of him in his uh, piece for today, so I thought that Chuck laid it out, and Chuck was around a lot more than most of us. You know, Keith Morehouse was around a little bit longer. You know, than some of us as well. And so he had a nice piece, uh, you know, talking about it. I mean, if you are a herd fan, you are probably in certain generations. You now, a lot of people came to Marshall football after the success started building the brand new stadium at the time opening up. In 1991, I mean, a new stadium, of course, brings a lot of excitement and it helps elevate the program. But how did Marshall get there? Well, you know, and I think you have to, in some way, mention Sonny Randall. I mean, he means a lot to the university. Uh, His legacy continues on. After his passing, he means something to the university. But I don't know if you can – Overlook what Coach Parrish did. I don't think you can, you have to start there. I mean, you can look at everything up to Coach Parrish, but Stan got it going. Stan got it really going. And you have to look at what he was able to do, which was able to bring in George Chomp and look at what he was able to do which then was able to bring in Jim Donnan, which you see what he was able to do. And then Bob Pruitt comes in and you see what he's able to do. And it started just snowballing. It got bigger and bigger. And I think it really got kicked off by Coach Parrish. Now, yesterday during his media availability, Coach Huff was asked about Coach Parrish. And uh, he talked about him a little bit and, uh, you know, what – you know, what he meant to the university. And of course yeah, uh, you know, he put out a tweet earlier uh, in the evening yesterday about coach Parrish as well. So, you know, you can go read that, but uh, he talked a little bit uh, about what coach Parrish did as uh, he was setting it up for us yesterday.
2: Way to go, Josh. You ruined my, my afternoon tweet that was going to come out after this, uh, this, this press conference, but I mean, I had it all scripted, and my wife proofread it, and I mean, it's, it's really heart—you know, heartfelt. But um, so you ruined that. So, but yes, I think um, obviously um, very saddened, you know, by the passing of, of Coach. You know, I think when you look at one, the amount of people that one man touched, um, I think that says a lot for who he is as a person. Um, then when you look at what he did for Marshall, the first winning season you know, post, um, post praying crash and post young thundering herd. you know, I think he was a, a intricate, integral part of, you know, us coming back um, and, and us, you know, really stamping the world as, Hey, we are back at, we are Marshall. Um, obviously he touched a lot of people's, you know, hearts and, and, and emotions in this area. Um, we have a lot of respect for him and his family. Um, my condolences go out to his family, but whenever you have a, a man, a coach, a person who touches as many people as coach did, um, you know, when you lose them, you know, it's, 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 a dark day, you know, it's a day we all just take a deep breath and be thankful for the days we did have with him, um, be thankful for what he's done for Marshall and, and, and this entire community and in and the, and the entire um, parish family, we, we, we send our best and Prayers and condolences and thank you for allowing coach to spend you know the time he did with the marshall with the marshall family
1: now coach tweeted out later we lost a great leader coach and an even better person our prayers and condolences are with the parish family we are marshall part because of what coach Parrish did for our program university and community Rest easy, coach. We will miss you, but we'll never forget you. And that is the tweet that Coach Huff uh, put out after we were done with the media availability. Now, on to the football itself. It's week number two. Coach was asked a little bit about what you're looking for in week number two. And he talked a lot about some of the things that you saw that can be corrected. Week one, you see what you got, what what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong. Week two, trying to be more consistent and correcting some of those mistakes.
2: Yeah, I, I think, you know, we, we kind of look at our model as, um, you know, each week is an exam. Um, you know, so on Saturday we had our first exam, right? So we had a week of practice. We got a chance to, to do a little scrimmaging, not a full scrimmage, but a portion of it was live. Um, So you kind of got an exam of what you learned the first week. Today, what we were trying to challenge the guys uh, was to come back out and correct those things that we saw on film that needed correcting. Um, And for the most part, I think we saw that. At least the guys were trying to do that. Um, You know, you start to see um, some of the things that you talk about in the meeting show up on the field, you know, being corrected. You start to see a little more consistency. Um, I think, again, uh, with, with the group we have, um, the more we kind of rep the same plays, the more comfortable they get. Our defense does a really good job of uh, mixing up looks. Um, so a lot of that, we may run inside zone, but we may have to run it against four different fronts. Well, the more repetition we get against that, the more you start to see a little bit more success, a little bit more continuity. Um, we saw a little bit of that today.
1: On to Saturday, of course, Coach talks about Every week, the final practice of the week, that's sort of the exam. You're studying for the test is what he was talking about. And you get to Saturday, you're sort of taking the exam. So he talked about what goes into and how he evaluates what he saw on Saturday.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I thought the D-line is, is, is really disruptive. I mean, they're, they're, they're physical, they're strong. Um, they're violent, um, they're, they're knocking guys back. Um, you know, when 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 they go forward, you know, they, they got a chance to be really good. Um, you also saw that there, there's some thinking going on with the younger guys um, at all positions, because, you know, you can call, you know, they get, I don't know, four or five plays in a row, and if you call a play that they've rep multiple times, they play a lot faster than some things where they got to think a little bit. Um, I think the quarterbacks took a step forward. Um, Not necessarily an execution, but understanding of we have to control and run and organize the unit when we're out there, Um, you know, as far as making sure guys are in the right alignment, making sure guys see the right signal, you know, making sure we get checked into the right play. Um, You know, we made the quarterbacks live a little bit on Saturday uh, which is is something that you normally don't do. Uh, But when you got young quarterbacks, I think sometimes, they, they they gotta know that there's real football out here um and 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 we saw some things you know cam was able to flash some things athletically you know when we went live that you may not see when we're not live um cade you know stood in the pocket and made some big time throws you know with, with guys beaming down on him um you know so th- those kind of things you, sh- you don't necessarily get a chance to see um you also get a chance to see especially some of these young guys i think jacoby henderson is probably doing a really good job for us defensively his physical um, you know, he's, he's, he's not backing down. You know, I mean, he steps up against, you know, the Corey gamages and the leaks with the same confidence as he does, you know, guys, his age. So you saw a little bit of, of, of where we are from a, from a physical growth m- maturity, if that makes sense. Um, you know, when you are going thud, it's easy to come in and say, Ooh, I'd have tackled you. But when it's, it's real life, it's, it's, it's different.
1: That's Coach Huff. We're going to hear more from him later on this hour. When we continue, we're going to talk to Michael Swan, the head coach of the Marshall Women's Soccer Program. Some good news for soccer. It's, it's going to be a good next couple of days for soccer, at least for the Marshall Program. You know, tomorrow we're going to find out what officially the announcement is for the Sun Belt. And the reason we're having Coach on today is because Marshall University's soccer midfielder, Kat Gonzalez. She's been called up by the Dominican Republic women's soccer national team. So she's joining the roster for their upcoming 2023 World Cup qualifying matches. Coach will tell us more about that when we continue with this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.
0: This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC.
1: Welcome back to the Tuesday, April 5th edition. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. going to be a big couple of days here for Marshall Soccer, both on the men's and women's side. We're going to get that announcement from conference tomorrow, from Sunbelt I still want to say Conference USA. I, I've got until July 1st. That's when it's official. Uh, let's talk women's soccer, though. Joining us on the program now, the head coach of the Marshall women's soccer team, one Mr. Michael Swan. And back again because we've got some good news to talk about. Earlier today, it was announced that Cat uh, Gonzalez called up by the Dominican Republic Women's soccer national team. She's going to join the roster for the 2023 World Cup qualifying matches. Uh, how exciting is that for you and for her?
3: Well, I think it's I think it's more exciting for Cat than anyone. I mean, we're, we're delighted that she gets the opportunity, of course. But um, I was talking to her this morning. She's uh, she's very excited. Um, she's heading up heading down to the Dominican as we speak, and um, she's she's over the moon. You know they're they're sitting in a good position to qualify, and it's it's amazing and it's it's awesome for all of us to see that you know Kat's going to be involved in, you know, trying to get her, her her national team to the biggest tournament in the world. So it's a it's an amazing achievement by Kat.
1: What does that mean for your program to have someone that can make that leap, can join a national team and compete for the a chance to play in the World Cup, you know, what does that mean for you and the program?
3: For for us, it's 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 great for recruiting purposes. I mean, we you know we go out and we watch as many many, you know, young players as we can, and um, especially kids who are coming from the the international side of things. Um, they get to get exposed to um, a whole different perspective on soccer. You know, when they come over to this country. A lot of eyes are on NCAA Division Division One soccer all over the world, so you know you're going to see a lot of teams um, trying to pull players like Kat to go on and represent the nation. So for us as as a university and us as a program, it's probably one of the best recruiting tools that we've had. Um, you know, we've I've got a good network with a lot of people who are who are who are doing this type of thing, and you know, it, it was all set up. A, about six months ago to 12 months ago when, you know, I, I talked with a representative and, and shared Kat's name and, you know, that's what it's about. It's about giving our student athletes these experiences and these opportunities. And, you know, it's, it's, it's great for us to, to know that, you know, if we've got players that come in that we're going to rep, we're going to call them and get them to, you know, see if we can get them in, in their national team. So, you know, we'll do everything we can to help, help promote soccer within our, within our program and, you know, push our student athletes to, to be the best they can be
1: is it partially the just the exposure that Marshall's going to get for Kat being part of that team is there something that you, know, you can you can do I mean sure you can you put her on a flyer and send that out I mean I don't know you know what the soccer recruiting game looks like compared to football but you know what are some of the tangible things that you know you're able to do you know, name mention well, obviously
3: yeah, I mean the the biggest thing, Paul, we all know is is our social media. You know, our social media and marketing. Um, you know, cats cats kinda of the face of, of martial soccer right now with with this achievement and it's like I said in the article, this is this is the highest achievement you can have as a as a soccer player to you know, to be to represent your team to go to the biggest tournament in the world and cats doing that. So marketing wise this is an unbelievable opportunity for us. Um, and our program to to just promote what we're trying to do with with our with our women's soccer program yeah we're rebuilding but we're going to rebuild with with players like Kat. um you know we've got some other international players that are that have had some accolades along the way during their youth careers and you know we'd love to see them bounce back too and you know maybe represent their countries maybe not at the full level but you know we'll start at the end of 23s if we if we can do that so it's, a, it's an amazing opportunity for the university, an amazing opportunity for our program to, to showcase what we've got and what we're trying to do with our student-athletes.
1: Michael Swan joins me, the head coach of the Marshall Women's Soccer Team. The announcement earlier, Kat Gonzalez being called up by the Dominican Republic Women's Soccer National Team going to be joining the roster. 2023 World Cup qualifying matches are, are going to be huge. and I know for, for the world that the men's tournament is – Bigger, but I think for the United States, it seems like the women's tournament might be where we all gravitate to because of the success of the United States national team. So you're you going to get a really big pop off of this. Yeah, you know, anything you can do, it's just probably going to benefit yeah. you more than you know. Say Chris Grassy, if um, if you look at it, because women's soccer in the United States seems to you have more talent to be able to go after yeah you you, the the talent pool is greater is that fair
3: yeah absolutely i mean traditionally the the women's soccer in in the world has been the powerhouse you know for 20 years now um now a lot of the world is catching up the the pro leagues overseas are getting stronger um the american-based players are going overseas to actually play some higher level of competition but it's it's kind of like a seesaw. It always moves back and forth. So you'll have players that go overseas and then they come back because the, the league picks up again. But you know, the, for the US, um, the the women's soccer program, women's soccer team, they've got the best opportunity to to win a world cup. I mean, they've won it in the past. They're probably favourites to win it again. Um, I look at it and think, wow, what if what if what if we've got a play, playing against the women's national team at the world cup? That's going to be outstanding. You know, for her, her family, um, and for us as well, and, and for Marshall, it's it's one of those things that you kind of like a Cinderella story. And if they if they go on to beat them, that would be fantastic as well, an amazing story. So, you know, we just hope Kat makes it. And you know, I can't I can't speak volumes of of women's soccer in the U.S. and what they've done for U.S. soccer in the in the U.S. Um, it's growing, it's getting stronger. Um, I just spent four days in Arizona watching the highest league in, in the country plays the youth league and the soccer that we we watched and witnessed was, was outstanding. So, you know, that's what it's all about is getting exposure, getting the development of the players and um, so they can go on to have stellar careers and then keep building a strong U S women's soccer program.
1: Michael Swan, my guest, the uh, Marshall women have uh, some great news. Kent Gonzalez uh, being called up by the Dominican Republic team going to be a uh, Competing for the opportunity to go to the World Cup, and of course, you know we're getting the news that tomorrow we're going to find out more about men's soccer and, and the Sun Belt. You know, how are you feeling about everything so far? It, it just feels like uh, all of a sudden, Sun Belt is a soccer conference. All of a sudden. Yeah,
3: yeah. We're, we're, I mean, men's soccer is 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 I, I believe just you know kind of transitioning a lot of the powerhouses over into into conference. And, I almost had a two-pole conference USA from conference USA into the Sun Belt, um, so their league's going to be outstanding. What we've got now on the women's side is we're trying to do exactly the same and get multi-multi teams into the NCAA tournament. We've we've added, you know, ourselves, James Madison, um, Old Dominion, and then you couple that with the Georgia teams and the the Alabama teams that have been traditionally um, the. The Sun Belt powerhouses over the years, um, so we're looking at a, a conference that's going to be one of the strongest outside the top, you know, the Power Five. And once you get that, and you get the schedule right, you've got an opportunity to get multi-multi teams in the tournament.
1: Michael Swan, my guest, the uh, women's soccer team, celebrating Cat Gonzalez, and uh, of course, you know, we're going to see the Sun Belt turn into this really powerhouse conference i hope for you uh i know we've talked recently you, know, you uh you were with me last week and and we've talked and you know i'm asking all the coaches about hey what are you guys talking to the athletic director about i know you've been asked that yes, you know, several times uh you know how are you feeling right now about you know where you're at you know and where your team's at i know you've had some time to to at least evaluate we still got a long way to go but how are you feeling right now with everything that's going on and, and how your team's performing for you so far
3: well, the, the spring's about giving giving players an opportunity to show what they've got. Um, you know, we come in August one, and it's it's games, games, games. You know, there's not not much time for development. So, this spring's really been you know an opportunity to see a lot of the the younger players get on the field and, and showcase what they have. Um, you know, we've the last six months has been the, the first opportunity for us to really for me to get out and recruit as a as a martial coach um, simply because we were restricted by COVID um, and we haven't been able to do that. So, you know, we're still evaluating the program right now. I, I would say in the next 12 to, to 16 months, the, the the recruiting that we've done is, is going to be coming onto campus and they're going to make a, you know, it's it's having a more balanced squad, having a squad that can, it's able to compete. That's been playing at the highest level. So, you know, the spring is basically to, to build and see, you know, what can we do moving forward in August? Um, and and that's what we've been evaluating. So you know, right now I would say, you know, we're, we've we've turned a corner. And we're coming we're coming around the corner pretty fast. Where where 12 months ago we were coming around that corner really slow. Um, and then now it's taking the next step to to get them back in August and you know see what we can do in the conference. We're not primed to win it. Um, you know, I'll be honest, we're not primed to win it by any means. But having Players like Cap go off and get these experiences can only make us stronger. So, you know, it's it's kind of in the hands of the the players to come back with a winning mentality, uh, a shift in mentality, and you know that's what we're here to do.
1: Michael Swan, my guest. Hey, we should do this more often. You've been on what um, twice now within a week time frame. We should do this more often.
3: Yeah, yeah, sure, love to.
1: Good talking to you again. Uh, we will do it soon, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, the fall here. I'm looking forward to uh, the next oh. few months. This is going to be good. I think we're going to have fun this oh. uh th- Yes, sir.
3: Yeah, I can't believe we're not talking about the, the big game in men's soccer, though, coming up in, in the winter, England versus the USA. Do you want to talk about that? I I didn't know <laughs> if that was
1: uh, something that you really wanted to speak to. I mean, it, it's going to be embarrassing when the USA beats, um, beats England. I mean, it's going to be embarrassing <laughs> for you. So do you want to go there?
3: We'll do it. Uh we, well, let's let's talk about it after the game. How about that?
1: Okay. I mean, if if you're willing to come on after that, I mean, it's going to be like sure. a it's going to be a blowout. It's going to be one nothing. 0-0
3: 1-1 0-0. No, 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 <laughs> no.
1: No 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 ties. No ties. Yeah. I do not accept that. Uh, was the last time the two teams met it was a it was a tie, right?
3: Yes. Yes. We we scored two. <laughs> A goalkeeper scored one for you, and we scored one for ourselves. So, but looking forward to that. Obviously, the World Cup. You know, we, we get the opportunity to have two World Cups in the space of the year, and that's going to be unbelievable for the sport.
1: Hey, I'm excited. I'm excited only because I get to talk trash to you and Chris.
3: <laughs> well, Chris is technically American.
1: Okay, so okay, te- citizen- te- technically
3: citizenship. So, so we'll find out who he. He's cheering for right. Um, we're that end, we're uh, gonna
1: find out. You know who's gonna cheer for? Who's that? The winner. <laughs> of course he is. The, he's, it's a win-win. He's gonna take the winner. It's like Team there USA wins. Oh yeah, I'm, you know I'm I'm all for it. I'm all I, I'm yeah. all for Team USA. You know USA Absolutely. loses. Yeah, you know England all the way.
3: <laughs> well, what I hope is both teams get out of the group and they go on to, you know, great things in the in the World Cup as well. So. You know, the I'm cheering for I'm cheering for four teams in the World Cups, both men's and women's. USA men, England men, USA women, and the Dominican Republic women. So hopefully they can all make it.
1: Right, I'm with you there. I, I'm yeah. with you there. Good talking to you. We'll um, we'll catch back up. We'll revisit this again.
3: Sounds good. Sounds good. Appreciate it.
1: Michael Swan, my guest. Talking a little already. World Cup soccer trash talk already going on here. We're um, going to take our break, come back. We're going to hear a little bit more from Coach Huff. Yesterday's comments from practice. We'll get your phone calls and texts in. We'll do that coming up next segment as well. And you can join us by calling 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. You can find me on Twitter, at Paul Swan. And while you're there, if you would give me a follow, I would appreciate it. Uh, I was – I was told today that I'm allowed to beg for Twitter followers by someone because I'm likable and I can get away with it. So uh, if you would help me increase the Twitter followers, that would be fantastic. That would help me out immensely, and maybe I can leverage that into something. Also, you can text the program 304-523-2275, 304-523-2275. More coming up on this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM
0: 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank.
1: Let's get you caught up on baseball. Marshall was in action earlier today against Virginia Tech. And the Hokies did the Thundering Herd in 6-2. Marshall trailed 3-0 after the first inning. Marshall could not overcome. Back in action tomorrow... Heading to Morgantown to take on the Mountaineers at 3 p.m. Will we see a repeat of what happened when West Virginia was in Huntington or will Marshall be able to make it a little bit more competitive? You tell me you can tweet at Paul Swan or you can text 304-523. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? two two seven five three zero four five two three two two seven five who do you like tomorrow you think the herds got a shot or you think Marshall um, gonna get beat again by West Virginia WVU is pretty good team right now they're a pretty good program Marshall I- I'll give Marshall credit though Marshall hasn't j- just been blown out Marshall just hasn't been beaten into submission I'll give them that the, you know, it's a, they're they're a fighting team let's just say that they're a fighting team right now. They're putting some fight into it. Maybe not the result you want, but they're they're a fighting team right now. Let's get back to Coach Huff. I asked him uh, yesterday if he could talk a little bit about, uh, you know, maybe who, who would deserve Coach Huff's player of the week. You know, Coach said he didn't really do stuff like that, but he did talk about who were some of the players that really stood out to him.
2: Probably, if, I would say the defense probably had a better day, if, if you throw it into that. Um, I think when you when you get into players of the week and players of the day, um, when you are strictly talking about the team portion of, right, because we do players of the day when we do fourth quarter conditioning, but that's an individual drill, like right? you are running around the cones, you are running the sprints, um, when we talk about a team portion, you know, Stephen Gilmore is probably going to do his job Ninety percent of the time, and the ball may never come to him. So if I give it to Jacoby, does that mean Gilmore didn't have a good? That kind of makes sense. Um, so when we get into team stuff, we try and limit that. Um, but I would say the defense probably had a really good day. Um, they were violent. Um, they 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 were knocking guys back. Um, you know, it was it it took us kind of manufacturing some some plays to actually move the ball, which is good. Now, and as the head coach, you're also responsible for the offense too. So it's not good. <laughs> but defense had a good day. They did. Um, and, and offense made some plays. But if you just look totality, I think defense defense really did a good job.
1: I think I would be happy with the defense being ahead of the offense right now, especially since the offense has got to, to learn a little bit more. You've got younger quarterbacks yeah, in that position, you're getting them reps, you're getting them experience, you're teaching them what to do and how to do it. You know, you're finding out what you've got there. So I would be happy that the defense would be maybe ahead right now because they're going to keep you in a lot of games until you figure out offense. I, I would rather try to figure out, and again, this is just me. I'm not paid to be a head coach. I am not paid to run a football program, but I would hope that you know, my defense would be there you got to work on the offense, though, and that is fair evaluation. You have to work on the offense. Now, uh, one of the things he was asked about to talk about was uh, how that tight end room was progressing. Here's what he had to say.
2: Yeah, Devin is is probably as steady as they come, man. I mean, if we had a team full of Devin Millers, we'd be – the most consistent team in America, we may not win every game, but we would be pretty daggone consistent. Um, you know, he punches the clock. He comes in every day. He does the little things that, you know, a, a, a six year guy, you know, does, you know, the top of the routes he's able to kind of create a little space. You know, he's able to make the tough catch across the middle. He's gritty enough to block in the box. You know, some of those things, you know, uh, Velez is really, Um, done some things and really impressed us, you know, as, as a new guy coming in, you know, he's physical, he's got a great, uh, great size. He's one of those guys where if he knows what to do, he's impressive. Um, And he's a lot more athletic than, than you would think for his size. So he's been a guy that's done well and and Amir is continuing to work. You know, he's a guy that's probably in that in between, you know, tight end, you know, kind of, you know, um, not fullback, but, you know, kind of sniffer position guy. Um, it creates a little bit of flexibility for us in, in in the past game. So they've done a really good job, really impressed with Devin and and, um, and and Velez as far as guys that kind of stand out so far.
1: Another position, we were just talking about the offense, had to manufacture some things. Uh, Marshall defense is looking pretty good right now. But one of the things that you've got to take into account is you got some youth back there but you should have some experience up front. And so coach was asked to talk a little bit about how that O line is uh, up front out there, helping those quarterbacks along. And this is what he had to say.
2: Yeah. You know, I think, you know, all of those guys up front, um, knowing that the quarterbacks are young, have done a really good job of treating them kind of like the big brother where they'll turn around and say, Hey, louder, you know, or Hey, you know, we can't hear you or Hey, you know, get it together or Hey, good play. Um, and, And I think, after a couple of days, the quarterbacks may have been a little scared when, you know, Dalton turns around at 6'8 and, and, and says louder in a real loud voice and he's breathing heavy and he's got his stomach out. Um, but after you get going, they kind of know, hey, these guys are going to protect me and fight for me. You know, what I mean, I, I can I can trust these guys and you're starting to see that a little bit, especially with Cam. You know, you're starting to see, I, I, can, I can trust these guys. I, I can trust these guys are going to do what they're supposed to do. Um, if I can get these guys right on the same page, they're, they're, they're going to do a good job for me. So it's been a little big brother, little brother, um, you know, mentality, um, which is good. Um, you know, we all got to make sure we kind of, you know, give our little brother a little noogie every now and then on top of the head. And they've done that. Um, but they've also gone behind him and, and and slapped him on the tail and said, hey, good play. Um, so I think it's helping with the maturity. Um, it's helping with you know, the communication, you know, from from O line to quarterback. Um, so I, it's going in the right direction.
1: That's Coach Huff talking about that offensive line, and and finally something that you know is not directly Marshall related, but it does help and it does really feed into the program. Was you know for the weekend, Marshall had a coaches clinic, and it was pretty cool. I saw some of the photos from that. And you saw a lot of coaches coming in, and that's one way that Marshall football can start maybe building up some relationships, having coaches come in from the area, have you know, students come in from the area as well, kind of see what Marshall football is all about, where it's going, how it's improving. You know, maybe this is going to turn into a great recruit coming to Marshall because of some relationships being built here. But coach talked a little bit about that. I mean it's pretty good to have some of these guys uh here and not necessarily here just to to hear the speaker. Coach talked about bringing Vince Lombardi in. That would be impressive if he could, but since he doesn't have that ability, you got to make it up in some other ways and some substance as well.
2: Really good. Um, you know, I think we had fifty plus coaches here from all over this state and the tri-state area. Um, it was really good. And you know, last year we didn't really get a chance to do it because of COVID. Um, this year, you know, we we don't have. The resources to bring in, you know, Vince Lombardi, and let him, you know, speak to the group, and you know, everybody comes really to hear the speaker and not ball. I think this was really hands-on. You know, I think the coaches that came um, to the clinic really got some, you know, hands-on, you know, information, not just clinic talk. Um, they got really to get a behind-the-scenes look. We hung out Friday night um we had you know a, a former player speak which was phenomenal um then we, they came right back saturday morning and watched practice you know, so i think it's good you know we want to continue to build on it but you talk about the relationships here in the area that's key right you know they may not have a player that comes to Marshall every year or a player that goes, you know, division one every year, but the relationships are something that should be there every day. Does that make sense? Regardless of whether this guy's got a player or not. And that's one of the things myself and the staff want to do, especially with the coaches here in our area. Um, There are a lot of good football coaches here. You know, I was talking to some of the guys getting some, 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 uh, some information, you know, I mean, Hey, how do you run this? How do you, how do you block this? Um, so we've got some good coaches in the area. We just got to continue to to mine those relationships, so that you know it's not always about a player, you know, and what can you do for me. It's about just genuine relationships.
1: Coach Elf, talking about those relationships, trying to form those with some of the area coaches, bringing them in, letting them experience herd football, kind of get see the facilities. You know, I'm sure for some. Maybe haven't seen some of the renovations that have happened to the Shoey. You know, if you haven't been in there, it's a lot fresher. I'll, it's definitely a lot fresher. You know, they have they put some some energy into f- making the Shoey more inviting. I like the cleanness of it. Just the. I again, I would, I would want to do that for the Henderson Center white everywhere just have white everywhere. Kelly green seats everything else it, it, trim it in green but Kelly green seats trim the rails in green you got to see them and then have everything else white. maybe a little black accent. that would be I think if you if you do it that would be really fantastic to look at just have this vivid white. It would brighten brighten the Henderson Center up. You know what else the Henderson Center needs? Air conditioning. So what am I going to get first? Paint or air conditioning? I'm sure they'll go with no more paint for a while. Let's get some air conditioning here in the Henderson Center. All right, that's going to do it for this edition. Went by pretty quick. Back tomorrow, Tony Kemper on the show. Thursday, baseball. Friday, back. So, taking Thursday off, at least the show part, where it won't be here on Thursday due to opening day, Pirates baseball, right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Thanks for Michael Swan joining us on the program today. For our producer, Ryan Serk, I'm Paul Swan. This has been The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.
0: WRBC Huntington, w 231 BS Huntington, broadcasting from the Oscars Breakfast Burgers & Brew Studios. This is ESPN 94.1 at AM 930.